Welcome to the Grow Through International Expansion podcast. I'm Oliver Dowson. Let me be your guide as to how businesses, all kinds of businesses, small and large, can grow, solve their business problems, increase their profits, and grow their value. In these podcasts, we talk to all sorts of interesting people that bring their skills, experience, and insights to all aspects of international expansion. I hope you like these podcasts. If you do, subscribe and keep listening every week. We love comments too. And do share and tell others and check out our resources on our growinternational.org website. Every business with international ambitions wants to expand to the United States. At least that's how it seems. And it's easy to understand why. It's the biggest economy and market on earth. It's English speaking. It's got great people, great communications, and has for centuries been regarded as the land of opportunity. But how easy is it? And with all we hear about about the backlash against globalization, epitomized by the American first policy, the tariffs, and now the fear of trade wars, is now the right time for foreign companies to really be considering expanding there? At the recent Going Global and FDI exhibition, I met Gary Leskin. He's the president and COO of Cross-Border Advisory Services, and I talked to him about these issues and how he and his company are helping companies expand internationally to and from the USA. Gary and his team of experienced trade professionals recommend strategies to mitigate supply chain, business, and financial risks when operating in international markets. Now, I myself have formed and run companies and worked in many countries, but Gary has a vast range of international business experience that makes me feel quite humble. At FedEx, he was responsible for global supply chain sales in more than 220 countries. At Motorola, he was the director of business development based in Beijing and Seoul and focused on the growing APAC and EMEA markets. And before that, he was vice president at TD Banking, accountable for regional banks banking networks, commercial lending, and personal financial services, totaling some $3.5 billion of assets. Gary's a certified global business professional, and he even finds time to participate in volunteer organizations to promote international trade. Before my conversation with Gary, let me tell you that you can find not only a transcript, but a lot of other useful information and links on the growinternational.org website, where you can also find all our other podcasts, videos, and articles. And now, listen in to my conversation with Gary Leskin. So I'm at the Going Global show with Gary Leskin, President and COO of Cross Border Partners Advisory Services. Um, And I believe you are promoting um, Florida. Is that correct? Actually, our company is resident in Florida, and our uh-huh. head office is there. But we provide trade support services for companies entering the United States in all markets, not just Florida. Okay. And what companies are you finding interested in uh, moving into the states at the moment? Well, as you've heard, there's a lot of issues regarding Brexit and what that marriage might look like or not Absolutely. look like. <laughs> and uh, with the family division of assets going on, there's a little bit of consternation with businesses of how they're going to be impacted moving from a favorable tariff environment to maybe a punitive tariff environment. And to mitigate that, uh, companies are looking at options to diversify in other countries that may help them manage those trade issues that are flowing back and forth at different tariff levels. As I can really appreciate that that's really essential right this minute. So um, very substantial interest in this and a lot of 
uh, uncertainty in international markets at the moment. And um, we would have to be guilty of that ourselves in our home country of the United States because we are creating our own issues there right now too. So the level of disruption across the globe and the counter response in response to tariffs being put in place is making costs go up around the world, frankly. Yes. Consumers are bearing the brunt of that. If you look at uh, retaliatory tariffs from China and tariffs that we put in the United States, just buying a washing machine now suddenly in the United States just went up $500 per unit because of the steel tariffs of 30 and 15%. So this nationalism, if you will, with respect to being a little more proprietary about products and where they're developed, uh, will impact the consumer in one way. So it'll be interesting to see how it settles in over time. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of British companies that are actually looking at the States in the same way as for the last two years they've been looking at Europe and everything, which is basically we know Brexit means Brexit. And we'll, as soon as we know something better, then you know maybe we'll start considering expansion again. And now I'm hearing of businesses interested in going to the States. They're saying, you know, we really want to see what happens with this America First policy and whether it will affect us. Are you hearing a lot of that? I am, but if you look at the history of America, going back a couple hundred years, even to the war between America and the Brits, um, there was a tariff environment of about 5% import tariffs on goods back in the 1800s. And in the mood of protectionism back there by a president, tariffs went up 30 to 50% because they were worried about the development of American enterprises over there and British just selling value-added services. So now, that 30% that was back in the 1800s, they regained their uh, sanity, if you will, in applying those tariffs. So now the average tariff level in the United States is 1.8 to 2.2% for all goods coming into the United States. Very low tariff levels for foreign yeah, manufactured sure. goods. And in some cases, there's no tariffs, and in some cases, there's 6%, those kinds of things. But the blended tariff rate in the United States is, is around 2%. That's a very welcoming environment for foreign companies to provide products to the United States consumer market. Are you finding most of your interest from um, product manufacturers or producers or from services companies? Well, around the globe, services and manufacturing split probably like 80-20, meaning hard goods are about 80% and services, excluding, say, financial services, are around that. So let's say uh, a podcast company wants to expand to the United States and start doing their podcasts in the United States, resident to interviews in the United States. That's a services expansion. Therefore, an export by your company, for example, operating in the United States to go there. Conversely, if I manufactured a hard good here in Britain, then I think there might be a market in the United States. We would move that hard good there. Absolutely. And that's where the majority of the interests are. But the service organizations are gaining a higher percentage of global GDP every year as services have value and there's value-added services or activities around sure. consultative activities. Sure, because in this country we're at about 80-20 in terms of 80% services. Yes. In fact, I think it's more like 76%, but sure. uh, it's more services than anything else. And there's a lot of businesses that we try to convince that they're service companies and say, you can actually sell in other countries, you can expand to other countries, you don't actually have to physically export a product. That's correct. Um, 
And what services, what do you find are the most uh, important for your uh, company provides in the States? Well, I just draw the analogy to you could be a, uh, a ship captain of a 100-ton 100 100 ship moving product across the Atlantic Ocean to America, but when you come into New York Harbor, a local harbor master and pilot takes over the ship from that very experienced captain that knows how to navigate oceans and needs local assistance to come into New York City. And that's the analogy I would draw with us and the services we provide to companies is that we're your local harbor pilot. We help you navigate the complexity of doing business in the United States. And the United States shouldn't be looked at holistic as one entity to sell into. In fact, it's like 50 different countries with the 50 different states. Each have their unique regulations, their unique operating requirements, some commonalities, of course. But it's like an American moving to the United States or to Europe or Britain and saying, well, I have a product that will fit in Britain, therefore, by extension, it must fit in Moldova, it must fit in Germany, it must fit in France. And we all know that that's not the way it works when you make global sales. There's tailoring and there's requirements by country. So our advantage with companies and why they engage us is because we help them navigate a variety of taxation planning strategies, product entry strategies, regulatory environments, product localization. Right. You're in metric. We're not. So you have basic labeling issues, power consumption, those types of things. So we get down into the, the weeds, if you will, to help companies in that regard. Okay, great. So we're here in London. You have a base here in the UK or you sell only services based entirely in America? We uh, do investment both ways. So our company will assist US companies that are seeking opportunities abroad. So a US company right. that doesn't do business in England today will seek us out and we will help them enter the UK markets. And conversely, a UK business can see us to bring that same business opportunity to the United States based from UK. So we do really both FDI in both directions. Okay. Well, that's really interesting, Gary. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation and this podcast. I really welcome your comments and also suggestions for future conversations. We post new content every week, so please do click on the subscribe button and follow this, the Growth Through International Expansion podcast. You can also find the transcript, other articles, and detailed resources relating to this episode on our website, growinternational.org. There, you can also join as a member for future updates and find all our other articles, videos, and podcasts, and benefit from other features, including free consultations and independent online advice. Again, that's www.growinternational.org. Until next time, this is Oliver Dowson wishing you success and reminding you that international expansion may be easier than you may think. Mm-hmm.